<laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. That was mighty jolly of us. So <laughs> we sat down to record yes. So okay, it's Tuesday night <laughs> at 9 p.m. We're drinking. We're drinking. We sat down to record yesterday and that didn't happen. Things got a little chaotic. And then I was like, you know what? I'm off call tomorrow. <laughs> Let me just come back tomorrow and we can drink and then re-record. So that's where we are. Here we are, guys. Also, we're having a slumber party tonight. I'm so excited. I love slumber parties. I'm so excited. Well, when you, like yesterday, like you were texting me and I was like, girl, do you just need a bestie sleepover? I love bestie sleepovers. And I was like in the bath as I was texting that. And you're like, honestly, yeah. And so like before you texted me, like I'm already in bed. I was like, fuck, give me 10 minutes to get out of the bath. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm already in bed. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we're having a slumber party. Having a slumber party. We've already cracked open. Okay. So you asked me what I wanted to drink tonight. And I said, surprise me. I come a terrible in, life choice on your end. I come in and there's four different <laughs> drinks on your stove. You said, I got all of them. <laughs> And so the first one I picked had the highest alcohol content. And it tastes like shit. It's called Cacti Strawberry Agave Spiked Seltzer. Cacti is made with 100% premium blue agave from Mexico. Tastes like shit. (laughs) It's awful. But like I said, highest alcohol content. So we're going to drink this one really fast. And then try one of the other ones. Because it's a Party. It is a slumber party. I do have to be up at the ass crack on though. So. I'm waking up far before you to avoid the school traffic coming in. Yeah, at so. 7 a.m. So what I'm planning on doing is I'm I want to run before my kids get here. Will that happen? Probably fucking not. Yeah, I'm definitely planning on bouncing on out of here by like six or roll my ass out of the bed. Like if you have to shove me onto the floor so that I wake the fuck up, do that. We're both going to be wildly hungover. Yeah. That's the plan. Anyways. So, yes, we're recording late. Fucking sue us. (laughs) Sorry. Don't say that. Somebody might. (laughs) Well, there'd be false advertising. Chelsea posted an Instagram story. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. How was your last couple of weeks? Last week. We recorded last week, right? Mm, No. (laughs) Yeah, we did. I don't know. Yes. Oh, God. No. (laughs) <laughs> i don't remember moving on um i don't know i know no i don't think we did okay. no maybe okay. we didn't whatever know. either way <laughs> tell me about we kind of talked about this yesterday when we started recording until we got interrupted so what were we talking about yesterday before we ended it's not labor day weekend yeah essentially that neither one of us did jack shit for labor day weekend yeah i was on call the whole time i went to hill city on saturday and you got me presents. I did it your presents. Did you use your, your moon bath bomb? No. I was going to wait till I was off call so oh. that I wouldn't have to get out of my bath. Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Do you have to tell me if there's a crystal in there? You told me that there was. I think there is. It looks like there's one in there. Was it advertised that there was a crystal in there? No, but so Davina got Adria Voodoo doll one. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this moon. There's totally a crystal. And if you touch it, it's hard. So Adrian's like, oh my God, I used my bath bomb. I was like, what crystal did you get? And she just looked at me like I was fucking stupid. She's like, what are you talking about? Aww. I was like, what do you mean? What am I talking about? And she's like, was there supposed to be one? Because there fucking wasn't. She's like, there was like little pieces of grass. She's like, it was like I was brewing. <laughs> I was like, hmm. 
That makes me sad. Don't be sad. I really like if you go when you go home tomorrow, poke the blue circle that looks like a crystal and tell me it doesn't fucking feel like a crystal. If it's not, they missed a solid selling opportunity there. No shit. Like they could have upsold the fuck out of crystals. Mm-hmm. Anyway. How was your day today on this marvelous Tuesday? It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, that was the worst face ever. I got up and I went to the gym and I started a new workout program um, that my boyfriend made because I was like, hey, I'm fucking bored with the other one. So he made a new one. Um, so I did that. And then what the fuck else did I do? Oh, yeah. I talked to my attorney and then I had work all day. Mm-hmm. I worked, I worked all day long. Like, I had a very busy day, actually. It was kind of stupid. Gross. Um, I do have good news. Mm. I got an email the other day. Yes. Karen and Georgia are back after their summer of guest hosts. Oh, my God. And they're back in person recording. <sighs> they're not doing it over Zoom anymore. Oh my God, Bestie's reunited. I know. Ugh. Love. I'm so excited. I'm so behind on their fucking podcast. Dude, me too. Well, I don't like listening in the summer because they have the guest host picks. And I don't like listening to those. I like listening to them. Well, and I also don't like, like the ones I'm on right now, it's like they're like. They re-recorded. Like they pulled old clips. Yeah, I'm not into that. I think it was just like a summer thing because they didn't want to do anything over the summer. Tell me something new, Karen and Georgia. Don't recycle your shit. Yeah. Because I know they listen, obviously. We're super fucking popular. Obviously. Obviously. What up, fat boy? Remus? Oh, God, he's so... (laughs) (laughs) This cat weighs a solid 13 and a half pounds. Do you remember when he was just little tiny pod cat? Oh my god. He's grown with the podcast. Oh my gosh. We should okay, we'll post a picture of how big this boy is now. Tell me our fatty. Let me see his belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking biz. We'll have to we'll put a picture of when he was just a baby podcast. Now he's a big podcat. He was what the fuck? He's been gone like the last day and a half. He comes inside and eats and then he bounces. I know. He's the best. He's, like, oh, my dog, that's so good. he's the best. So we don't have any questions today. So do you know what's kind of sweet? Hmm. So I posted on our Instagram, just like our typical ask me weekly thing, like ask us I questions. Know. Did you read this? Oh, yes. So there's um, an account and I actually went and looked at it. It looks like it's an actual account. Oh. I didn't. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, but it's like 911 Lits. And so, um, I think it's cause the hashtag, I hashtagged suicide prevention because September is suicide prevention awareness month. Ooh, ooh. Um, and so this little, this little nugget that they put on there was, Hey, if you ever feel down, need someone to vent to, or would just like some advice, I'm here for you. I'll always be here for you. No matter what this goes for anyone who sees this, have an amazing day. I love you. And it said, don't follow me if you don't want to, I'm not doing this for followers. I was like, that was really sweet. Like, I feel like it's something that we need to pass, like, pay it forward, like, copy it, and then click on, uh, the, click on that hashtag of the suicide prevention. Are and you joking me? I love. Sold. We can do that. Um, but there is Mom's Corner. Of course. 
Okay. She sent a couple. My mom has COVID. So bear with me as I read through these. Cause I'm sure she's bored as fuck. Um, Jesus. So yeah, my mom and stepdad both got COVID. They're both immunocompromised. So it's been a very stressful last like week and a half, mm-hmm. but I think they're doing better. I took them some prescriptions today and she's so cute. She answered the door in a fucking glove. <laughs> I was like, you're so cute. And like only stuck her little gloved hand out of the, her fucking screen door. So cute. So mom's corner, you guys bear with me. I'm going to read all of them because poor COVID head needs her 10 minutes of fame. So did you know a legendary demon cat is said to haunt the <gasps> Capitol building in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> what the fuck? Remus. Remus, what are doing? <laughs> the cat allegedly appears before major tragedies and was reportedly seen by White House guards shortly both before... Oh, shortly before both JFK and Abe Lincoln were assassinated. <gasps> okay, spooky cat. Right? Um, though the cat hasn't been seen in years, some say a set of paw prints in the floor by the old Supreme Court chamber are proof of its existence. And the caption is ghost toe beans. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then the next one I got, did you know killing spiders makes their gene pool much sneakier? If zombies attacked tomorrow and killed off the slowest, dumbest people, the human race would become faster and smarter. Duh, natural selection. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you smash a spider, you likely just got rid of the dumbest one in your house, which allows the smarter spiders hiding in the shadows to hook up and make lots of baby spider geniuses. That's a little spooky Spider-Man. So what you're saying is when we see a spider, don't kill it and act like we didn't see it so it thinks that it's smart so it reproduces and has dumb baby spiders? Yeah, then we just have dumb spiders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else did mom send us? Oh, God. Oh, God. Something just happened. I don't know. You oh, keep fuck. you keep doing that. I'm gonna take my Crocs off. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot, so you've got time. Take your fucking time. Just Did you spat. spit everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> mm. The next one is a quote. Um, one day it happened at the train station. I set your baggage down that I'd been carrying for so long, and I left a note with my ticket for whoever to find that read, "I don't belong there. I never did, and these aren't mine. They never were." So essentially drop baggage that you're carrying for other people. Look at my socks today. Oh my God, they're up. Davina got me them. Oh my God. Um, Can I just tell you spooky season is in full fucking swing. There is spooky shit everywhere. Spooky, spooky. I'm going to spend all my fucking money. I know it. Did you know? Oh, balls. So last, so lastalgia. Solastalgia mm-hmm. is the term for feeling uneasy or distressed when the landscape or natural environment around your home is changing for the worse and there's nothing you can do to stop it. That just is normal. Yeah. To me. <laughs> when your life is like burning them. Right? Like, like if the world was destroying itself outside and you were just like, huh. that's you. That's your life. Well, I think it's normal <laughs> to feel uneasy about that. Oh. Is it not? I just thought you meant that's normal life for you. No. Like, <laughs> your whole life is any, just always in flames. Wouldn't anybody feel uneasy about that? Who looks outside and they're like, oh, ah, disaster. Love. <laughs> I guess I'll stay inside today. Yay. <laughs> okay. And then, how many more do I got? I got two more. So just oh, buckle up. Warrior goddess training. Who are you if your story begins to change? Do not be so loyal to your suffering that your healing does not stand a chance. Yeah, I'm not going to read that one. That one's called The Modern Breakup. I feel like that's very pointed. Anyway, so there's that. Oh, I guess there was one question. 
What was it? How do you suggest one work towards healing from suicide loss, even when it's been 20 years? Someone has asked that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was it you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, it was mom. <laughs> so it was you. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> doing you're not even drunk yet oh no oh god you really like fucking (laughs) i got it all right chelsea how would you answer that question well you answer it since mom asked it and you just outed me (laughs) in case you're wondering guys wait can you ask me the question again so how would you suggest someone go about healing from surviving a suicide loss so not an attempt survivor but somebody who's lost someone to suicide even if it's been over 20 years. I feel like I can't answer that. That's, I would say you're probably right. Because who am I to tell you how to heal? Ooh. It's not my job to tell you how to heal. And healing is not linear. I think we get stuck in this idea that like tragedy happens, you grieve, you process, you heal and everything's fine. But healing is not linear. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like taking a pen and just scribbling in your world. No one heals the same either. So no. I can't tell you how to heal or... And there are days where, like, if it's, well, hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there's always times where no matter what, you're still going to have fucking hard days. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be hard, and you still have to live with the fact that somebody you love took their own life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, it never gets easier. You just get better at handling it. So how do you heal from that? You just keep going. You just wake up, and you show up, and you try. Mm-hmm. And if that day sucks, that day sucks. And if it's great, it's great. So this is going to be a pretty heavy episode. Yeah. Um, so um, if you hear us giggling, it's because we're trying to cope with it. <laughs> well, and probably also let's, let's throw a trigger warning in here. We are yes. going to talk about suicide. Um, with September being Suicide Awareness Month, it's an important topic, one, that we talk about to break the stigma, but it also can be very triggering if you're having suicidal thoughts or you know someone having suicidal thoughts or you're an attempt survivor or you're a loss survivor, just know that there may be some things we talk about that might be a little bit triggering. Or a lot of bit triggering. Yeah. So that so, was your trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you don't want to listen to this one, don't. Um, this is such a broad topic. And I was worried about recording on this just because there's seriously so much. There is, there's a lot, but I, you know, and yesterday we were talking about, they're like, how should we do this? I'm like, fuck it, dude, let's just spitball it. Because I think we both know enough about suicide prevention, postvention, and suicide in general, that we could probably get a solid episode out of it. Mm-hmm. And these always end up being our favorites. Like we, we always get so nervous about spitballing them. And then they're like our favorites every time. Mm-hmm. So, um, do, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You just go first. Dive right in. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to start with facts and statistics just because generally when we start talking about a broad topic, that seems to be a good place to start. Um, So what I'm looking at right now, it's the American Association of Suicidology and suicidology is essentially the study of suicide Mm -hmm. and suicide um, trends over time. So um, the AAS makes available a summary of national statistics as soon as they become available. So the most current stats we have right now are from 2019. Um, so keep in mind, like these will be updated 
But as of right now, the most recent statistics on suicidology.org are from 2019. So as of 2019, suicide ranks as the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. However, and get this, this crushes me. It ranks as the second leading cause of death for 15 to 24 year olds. Wow. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that though. I'm not either. Um, so in 2019, in, um, in the United States, the total number of suicides that were recorded was 47,511. Um, the national suicide age adjusted rate in 2019 was 13.9 per 100,000 in the population. Um, so there's some pretty interesting statistics. Men are more, so women are more likely to attempt suicide. Men are more likely to die by suicide. To complete, yeah. So also before we get too far into this, let's correct some terminology here. Mm -hmm. It is not committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And they're also moving away from completed suicide. Oh, really? And now the terminology is died by suicide. Because it's not a crime. It's not a crime. Mm -hmm. No. It, and to make it a crime, that's a big part of the stigma. Right. And so to say someone committed suicide, it makes it sound like they've committed a crime. That they're a bad person. Yeah. Yep. And then when we talk about completing suicide, it's like, oh, yeah, they've completed a task. Hmm. So now um, suicidologists are moving to die by suicide. Okay. Um, so, like I said, women are more likely to attempt, but men are more likely to die by suicide. So fatal outcomes, men are looking, based on this data, men are looking at like 77.97%, while women are at 22.303%. And I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that the reason that is is because women are more likely to reach out for help. No, they're really, mm -hmm. I would say, uh, here's my um, reasoning behind that because women are more likely to talk about their feelings that men have that stigma that they live by that they can't, they can't be mentally ill, that they can't have problems. And so that was my reasoning. Do you want to know Correct? the action? Yeah. You know, it's fucked up. Men choose more fatal means. Firearms. Mm -hmm. Generally mm -hmm. women are more likely to try overdosing or, um, another form of like less fatal. Mm -hmm. So mm. men are more likely to die by suicide because they choose more fatal means. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one person every 11.1 minutes dies by suicide. So it used to be one every 13 minutes and now it's one every 11 minutes dies by suicide. 3.6 male suicide deaths for every female death per year. Um, and 26.1 is the rate of suicide of white men. Oh, 26.1 per 100,000 in the population. Got it, got it. Um, da, 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 da. Non-fatal outcomes. On average, as of 2019, there were 1.2 re million reported suicide attempts. This does not include interrupted attempts or attempts that go unreported. Wow. Yep. So there's one attempt every 26 seconds. 25 attempts for every death by suicide. Um, and there's three female attempts for every male attempt. So that's kind of just like a few stats as of 2019. Um, and there's a huge difference. So there's also some data on here, which I really appreciate as a suicide loss survivor. Um, they have some statistics on that too. So there's a recent research-based estimate suggests that for each death by suicide, there are 135 people exposed to that suicide. So for one person that dies by suicide, that could impact 135 people on average. Mm -hmm. So when they say like, this isn't going to affect anybody, nobody's going to notice. 
on average, 135 people are touched by that suicide. That's a domino effect. It really is. Yeah. Yep. Um, the number of survivors of suicide loss in the U.S. is more than 5.4 million. So that's like one in every 60 Americans in 2019. The population of Chicago is 2.7 million. Like, to, to just to like give oh, you how like... do you know that off the top of your head? <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> Why? Just uh, now? No, like, yes, like yesterday. I Googled the population. 2.7 million people live in Chicago. Fuck. So that's two Chicago's. That's well, and it's just so like I wanted to start with the stats because I think people need to to know that it's more prevalent than what you might think. Mm -hmm. And the hard part is, and I say this all the time, when you haven't been touched by suicide, when it hasn't impacted your world, it's something that you just can't understand. It's Mm -hmm. like a club that you never want to be part of, but once you're part of it, you're fucking part of it. Um, And so, I mean, just so everyone knows, I'm a suicide loss survivor. My dad took his life. Um, when I was very little, I think we've talked about that before. First episode, actually. So reminder, trauma. And the the dead dad joke in the beginning too probably gave that away. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How do you cope, Chelsea? I make dead dad jokes. <laughs> Whatever. Did I make it or did you? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I, I don't even remember. Mm. So there's some stats. 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 What do you got? Um, I'm on suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you know someone who is struggling with um, their mental health or suicidal ideation, or you are, um, this is a really cool, good resource. Um, This is basically, this is where you get the suicide hotline number. So just so you guys know, at the end of the episode, we'll give you the suicide hotline number along with some other like trainings and resources you can access Mm -hmm. if you're struggling or you know someone that's struggling. So, so don't panic. We shall provide. <laughs> this website's a really cool resource um, for people who are struggling, for society in general, um, mental health practitioners. It's a mm-hmm. it's a good resource. Um, on here, they have risk factors. Ooh. So risk factors and characteristics that make it more likely that someone will consider attempt or die by suicide. They can't cause or predict a suicide attempt, but these are really important to be aware of. So just know, like, you know someone who has all of these things yeah don't just just assume that they're suicidal you know (laughs) you know this isn't like a diehard like list but something to bear in mind they're helpful um so some risk factors include mental disorders particularly mood disorders schizophrenia anxiety and certain personality disorders um alcohol and substance use disorders hopelessness impulsiveness aggressive tendencies a, his- a history of trauma or abuse, major physical illnesses, previous suicide attempts, mm-hmm. a history of family suicide, mm-hmm. um, job or financial loss. Do you want to read the second? Family? No, you go all the way through. Okay. I just talked a shit ton. Okay. Um, loss of relationships, easy access to lethal means, um, local clusters of suicide, which we talked about that. Yeah. So um, what we were talking about, that was the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that means is you know, we, we said like for every one, there's 135 affected mm-hmm. when there's one suicide, you're more likely to see almost a contagion effect where mm-hmm. other individuals will start taking their own life. And it seems to go down like a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. I had someone the other day call, uh, refer to it as an epidemic. And I was like, fair, good one. Well, and it's especially, especially, especially prevalent in schools. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, some other risk factors, uh, lack of support, isolation, stigma, mm -hmm. lack of health care, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, cultural or, and religious beliefs, such as the belief that suicide is a noble resolution of a personal dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, exposure to others who have died by suicide yeah. in real life or via the media slash internet. There was a viral internet video going around of somebody who died by suicide and it was very graphic, very violent, and it was taken down very quickly, but lots of people screen recorded it and shared it everywhere. And that not only like, that's, that's, a, that's a traumatic thing to watch. It's, like it can really mess with you. Yeah. Now, I, so I'm a member of a lost team and what we do with the lost team is local outreach to suicide survivors is it's composed of two survivors of suicide loss and a clinician. And we respond either on scene or like a delayed response to a completion. Um, and I've only been on one and I didn't, I didn't see the body. I didn't see a lot of stuff, but it was fucking traumatic. So to watch somebody actually die by suicide, mm -hmm. even if it's on a video, Excuse me, podcat. Could you calm the fuck down? He's Jesus. over here partying. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? He's like, I remember that night. No, remember that not as Trezy. So his Emmett Hammon watched all the tids. Oh yeah. I and think... Avery peed on Amy's couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was laughing so fucking hard. God, what time we got back and it was so early in the morning. The road was it... icy. Yeah, it was snowing. I want to say it was like two or three in the morning. So we all just sat there and I was like, oh my God, I didn't tell I didn't put a pull-up on Avery. And then I was like, Amy. She's like, did she pee on my couch? And it was so early that we Everyone all were just like laughing <laughs> our asses off. And the kids were just zonked and we were just like dying laughing. Oh, yeah. What a long night for all of us. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some warning signs. So these are just some warning signs that we look at for suicide risk. Can we have the same ones? Probably. They're mm -hmm. pretty pretty common. If I miss any, just throw some out there. Mm -hmm. um, so they're not always directly communicated. Somebody's not always going to walk up to you and be like, hey, I want to kill myself. There are the people that do, and it's extremely brave. And I'm always like, oh, my God, thank you for telling me. Like, mm -hmm. that's so brave to do that. But so these are some other warning signs that you might just want to keep your eye on. Um, obviously, any threats, any threats to hurt themselves, kill themselves, talking about wanting to hurt or kill themselves. Um, so any sort of comments like that. Um, one thing that we've noticed um, that's gotten more popular is kids like making guns with their hands and pretending to shoot themselves in the head. That's something that I've always kind of kept in mind as like a warning sign. Mm -hmm. As like, do we need to talk about that? Like, did you really mean that? Um, looking for ways to kill themselves, either seeking access to firearms, pills, or other means and or searching on the internet. I was like Googling. Mm -hmm. Starting to make a plan, devising ways that they would do that. Talking or writing about death, dying, or suicide, especially if these actions are out of the ordinary. There are some people who are just preoccupied with death. Mm -hmm. If this is out of the ordinary for them, that's something you want to keep your eye on. Increased substance use, hopelessness and helplessness. Um, purposelessness is also another big one. Anxiety, agitation, unable to sleep or sleeping all the time, feeling trapped, withdrawal from friends and family, rage, uncontrollable anger, acting reckless, um, engaging in more risky activities than normal, um, dramatic mood changes. They start giving away their prized possessions or seeking long-term care for pets. They're kind of making arrangements. Um, another one that's not talked about very much is if there's somebody who's generally pretty unstable with their mood and then they're just suddenly very calm and collected. It's like the calm before the storm. 
Well, they, so usually what we're starting to see is that when somebody's very calm like that, after generally being an agitated person, it means they've already come to terms with what they're about to do. And Mm -hmm. it brings them a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. So any sort of mood change that is out of normal behavior for that individual. Did I miss any? No, ma'am. Beautiful. Um, I'm back on that suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Um, they have a section on the, their website here that says, we believe, and it has a list of three main things that they kind of like, that their mission is kind of on, I guess. Cool. Is that the right way to say that? I don't know. Like their mission statement? Kind of. Okay. So we believe hope can happen. So suicide is not inevitable, inevitable by anyone. So by starting the conversation, providing that support and directing help to those who need it, that we can help present, pre- present, <laughs> prevent suicides <laughs> and save lives. Um, the second thing that they have on here is that we can all take action. So they share that evidence shows that providing support services, talking about suicide openly, reducing access to means of self-harm, and following up with loved ones are just some few actions that we can take to help others the last one is crisis centers are critical Mm -hmm. by offering immediate counseling to everyone who that may find at local crisis centers provide invaluable support at critical times so when emily and i talk about being on call that's largely a big piece of what we do is we are crisis responders so we respond in times of suicide homicide and other psychological Mm -hmm. distress Mm -hmm. um so this isn't something that we're strangers to it's definitely a big part of our work um one one thing that i would say is important about crisis services is is knowing what your options are in any given area like in shadron we don't have a crisis center there's nowhere you can Mm -hmm. go for just crisis counseling so know know your resources know your area um, so actually suicidology.org, they have a little section in their drop down menu called crisis resources. Um, so you can find a helpline so you can refine by state and you can search and they'll help you find a, a helpline within your state. Mm-hmm. If you are in immediate danger, obviously 911 is what you need to do. There's a crisis text line and you can just, you know, it's usually text help to 741741. There's the suicide prevention hotline. There's the Spanish hotline. There's a trans lifeline, the Trevor lifeline for the LGBTQ plus community. There's a veterans crisis line, one in six national helpline, chat rooms, talk lines, Alzheimer's helplines. Like there are just, there is so many hotlines that you can access mm-hmm. if needed. Um, so just knowing what your options are, I think is an important thing if you're struggling or if you know someone who's struggling. What are you looking at over there? Um, I'm on TED.com. So, and I believe it was my crisis intervention. It was either my crisis intervention class or my trauma class. Either way, um, in one of my classes, we watched a TED Talk by a woman named Nancy Lublin. Have you heard of that? No. So she, and if you're interested, you can just literally type into Google TED Talk crisis text. Oh, okay. Um, you can look it up on YouTube too. Her the the TED Talk is called "How Data from a Crisis Text Line is Saving Lives," and again, her name is Nancy Lublin, and she helped create like one of the biggest text crisis centers. That's amazing. That are running right now, um, and so I was just going through the transcript of that and seeing if 
she mentions like any stats, which she does quite a bit, yeah. but none that I can like pull out at <laughs> like out right now. Right now, as we are speaking. Um, but she talks about how they got this started and why text lines are so important. Yeah. Um, because texting is private and it's a lot easier to text things than speak them. Well, I know that because I cry every time I talk about anything. <laughs> Like, I would be happy and just, like, start, start sobbing crying. for no fucking reason. <laughs> well, not just that. Like, that really is the main method of communication that mm-hmm. most young people use nowadays. Mm-hmm. So being able to meet them where they're at and use that level of communication with them is vital. Right. There, We help so many more people by, you know, allowing them to access that than we would if we just didn't have the text lines. Right. Um, so let's talk about, like, some different ways you can educate yourself. Because obviously we all know that education is power. So the first thing that I pulled up is a training that's usually free. Um, I know at least in our area it's offered free. It's called QPR. So QPR means question, persuade, refer. What QPR does is it teaches people um, how to speak with somebody who is having suicidal thoughts. So the mission of QPR is to reduce suicidal behaviors and save lives by providing innovative, practical, and proven suicide prevention training. The signs of crisis are all around us. We believe that quality of education empowers all people, regardless of their background, to make a positive difference. So the training is super, it's like 90 minutes usually. It's a very powerful training. We have a couple different providers in our area. Um, So QPR, the QPR gatekeeper training is really the one that you want to take. And so what that will cover is it's going to cover how to question, persuade, and refer to somebody who may be suicidal. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comes to you and they say, I want to kill myself, there's a very specific way that you approach that. There is no like pussyfooting around this topic. If somebody wants to kill themselves, you can't be like, "Mm, are you sure you want to do that? Mm -hmm. You don't want to kill yourself, do you? Because they're immediately going to shut down and say no. Mm -hmm. So if somebody comes to you and they say, I want to kill myself, what do you do? what is your plan are you going to do it and how are you going to do it yep so you want to ask them straight up are you having thoughts of killing yourself are you having thoughts of taking your own life Mm -hmm. do you want to kill yourself are you thinking about suicide if those questions make you uncomfortable i would encourage you to start practicing saying them right because there really is no like you can't be shy when it comes to this topic you just have to ask them and nine times out of ten if they're thinking about it they're gonna tell you And then after that, if they're like, yeah, actually I am, you ask them, okay, have you thought about how you might do that? Do you have a plan for how you were going to kill yourself? And if Mm -hmm. they have a plan, you don't leave that person alone ever. And you just, you're there and you say, I don't know the right answer, but I'm here to, let's find you some help. And then you, you kind of look into those crisis resources together. And this honestly can happen to anyone. I encourage all of my clients to put the suicide prevention hotline number in their phones. Because you never know when you're going to need it or when someone you love is going to need it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what QPR teaches. QPR is evidence-based. Um, another one um, is the Columbia. So the CSSRS, the Columbia Su- Fuck, I'm not going to remember. What does that acronym stand for? I don't know. Columbia Suicide Severity Rating Scale. Mm. there we go um the lighthouse project um so you can google the lighthouse project the columbia and they offer a free training in the cssrs Mm -hmm. 
Um, super quick, super easy, super effective. It has a lot of the same information as QPR. Both trainings are free, especially with COVID. A lot of them are online right now and they're virtual. Um, you can pay for the QPR gatekeeper training, but I would encourage you to look in your area and see if there's any trainers that are offering the training for free. Cause there might be, Cause there might be, I've been looking for a quote. Sorry. I'm very quiet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. I My know. Voice sorry, hurts. sorry, sorry. I'm just trying to find a good quote for the end of this be. Okay, well, what else? What else should we? What are we missing here? Emily, hello. I don't know what we're missing here. <laughs> hello. If there's anything hello. that you feel like we have missed, please let us know, and we'll try and answer them in the very next episode. Yeah. Um, so there is, um, the suicide prevention month. Jesus, Chelsea. Wow. What is happening to me? It's okay. It's Um, spooked me. So suicide prevention month ideas for action. So there is a resource out there. If you're wondering like, how can I help? What should I do? Um, one of the most important things that you can do right now is educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Knowing how to speak to somebody who might be struggling with suicidal thoughts, making yourself, aware of the warning signs and symptoms and risk factors. Um, and also being willing to have those hard conversations with people, um, engage people with lived experience in your prevention efforts, um, can help you a lot. So if you know someone who has a lived experience, whether it's as an attempt survivor or a loss survivor, those are like crucial people to talk to. Um, so I, did you go see Kevin Hines when he was here? I sure did. This man is, Oh, chills absolutely incredible. So for those of you who don't know, Kevin Hines is one of the very, very few survivors, um, of a suicide attempt by jumping off the golden gate bridge. And his story is so incredible. And I, we actually, M and I had the honor of seeing him live when he came to Shadron state college and he brings you to the brink of tears. And then he cracks a joke and makes you laugh. Mm. So it's like, you want to cry so hard, but he's so like, just real about it. And he's real about his struggles with mental health. And the one thing he said that's always stuck out to me is as he was on his way to the Golden Gate Bridge, he said, if one person, one person asks me if I'm okay, I won't jump. Mm -hmm. Not one fucking person in San Francisco asked him sobbing on the fucking bus if he was okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, and I'm not going to run all of it for you because you have to go watch the story, but oh, it's amazing. Essentially, some lady um, did finally talk to him, but asked him to take her picture. So he fucking just launched himself off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he said, like most suicide attempt survivors, his very first thought was, I don't want to die. As soon as he jumped. As soon as his he hands re- left he, that rail. He instantly regretted it. So do yourself a solid favor and really like look up Kevin Hines. He has his story on YouTube. He has a movie called The Ripple Effect, which is absolutely fucking amazing. And he talks about like petitioning to get the net put under the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, Just an absolutely phenomenal human being. And the fact that his efforts in suicide prevention are so widespread and they're so loud and he's so open about it. Goosebumps every time I listen to him talk. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Do you got anything else? I don't. I did find some. I found like actually like a series of quotes. I only saved two of them. Okay. Um, 
And both of them were from the suicide prevent. Oh, Are we ready for quotes? Like, have we hit our time? Um, excuse me. Oh my god, we're like sitting at like in the high thirties, I think. Okay, well, so here, let's look at this. What should parents and other adults do if they think a child is suicidal? Ask the child or teen if they feel depressed or is thinking about suicide or death. Be open, be honest, show your care and concern. And you know what? This is an important piece of information too. When you ask that question, be fucking prepared to stay. Mm -hmm. If you look at someone and you say, do you want to kill yourself? Wipe your fucking schedule clean because if they say yes, Mm -hmm. you're not leaving that person alone. So when you ask that question, make sure that you are prepared to stay and, and actually listen. Don't just stay and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're suicidal. Let's take you to the hospital. That's not helpful. That's not a fix. Nope. Not helpful. Um, it'll keep them safe for the time being. But yeah. A, it'll diminish any ounce of trust that they have in you. B, it'll keep them from asking for help in the future. Yeah. Just like, don't fucking do it. Don't be a dick. Don't, don't be a dick. Don't you know people love you? Here's the deal. is somebody who's suicidal feels like a burden. So it has nothing to do, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people use the argument that suicide is selfish. Mm -hmm. And this comes from being a loss survivor and all of the extensive research I've done over the years. Suicide is not selfish. It's not the easy way out. This person is in so much pain. Mm -hmm. That that they feel like that's the only solution. Dying is the best solution. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that people who attempt or complete are actually pretty brave. Because can you imagine having to follow through with a plan to take your own life? Mm -hmm. That takes a fuck ton of guts. And so I have a really hard time with that argument. Um, There are a few myths about suicide. Ooh. Which I think we should talk about. Absolutely we should. Um, Since we have time. (laughs) Um, Let me find a good one. Here we go. Um, So here are some myths versus the facts. So the myth. Do you want to read the facts? Yeah. I'll read the myth. The myth. We shouldn't talk about suicide. Of course you chose the short ones. Sorry. I talked this whole fucking episode (laughs) while you were looking for a quote. Okay. (laughs) For many people talking about suicidal feelings is a huge source of support. It can help someone express and understand their feelings better, get support and start to explore how to move forward. Talking about suicide encourages people to do it. The fact that's a myth. (laughs) <laughs> that is the myth yes that's the, so myth. the fact is talking about suicide in a safe and supportive way actually helps reduce the risk isn't that crazy so the myth is that if we t- if we talk about it we're going to plant the idea in their head mm-hmm. here's the reality y'all the idea is already in their head mm-hmm. it's already fucking there so if we don't talk to our kids and our loved ones about this what like what fucking good are we doing them mm-hmm. the idea is already there mm-hmm. so talking about it is not going to put the idea in their head right. um we can talk about suicide any way we want. There is, There are safe and unsafe ways to talk about suicide. We need to make sure that conversations about suicide are kept safe and that unsafe content is removed from public spaces. You know what this reminds me of? Huh. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't think of her fucking name. There was a girl. And I know that you know the story. Helpful. Um... There was a young man who had died by suicide. I don't know. I feel like it was when I was in high school. It was a few years ago. Handful of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... Suicidal ideation was something that he had struggled with very frequently. Sure. 
um and he was dating this girl Ooh, yep mm-hmm. gross and it got to a point where when he was texting her about it she found ways to manipulate him and convince him to actually do it mm-hmm. like legit like and i've read the text message you can find the text messages online i'm obviously not going to do that because that's triggering and not okay um but the text messages were very mm-hmm. messed up manipulative um convincing just not okay so that's kind of what that reminds me of it's not like she's allowing him a safe place to talk about it it was no it was very yeah 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 gross next myth um the next myth is people who talk about suicide online are just attention seeking let's change Ew, that people who I talk about suicide that. in general it's that's I for attention that. as a clinician i can't tell you how many times i hear this well she talks about it but it's just for attention fucking give her the attention then I would rather her be attent. I would. There's rather- a reason she's talking about it. It's because she doesn't have the attention. I would rather somebody be attention seeking than actually attempting. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. What's the fact? Fact. Um. Dude, now we're getting like grouchy about it. <laughs> talking about suicide is not attention seek attention seeking. It is a way of seeking help. Many people who go on to take their lives reach out for help first. Um. Myth. People who think about suicide are weak or selfish. The fact is that many people experience suicidal feelings at some point in their lives, often as a reaction to extreme pain or difficult circumstances, such as bereavement or trauma. This has nothing to do with being strong. The next myth, um, if someone wants to end their life, they will, and there's nothing anyone can do. The fact of the matter is, with the right help and support, many people will recover from suicidal feelings. Another myth, everyone who experiences suicidal feelings wants to end their life. Some people who are suicidal might not actually want to end their life. They just they may just want their pain to stop and to and be unable to see another way out. That's the case for the majority of individuals that I have ever worked with in my 14 years of doing mental of health course. work. Um, the majority of them, if you get right down to it, they don't want to die. They just want the pain to stop. And they don't know how to like they've prop- tried everything. And they don't know how to communicate that. They have a lack of coping skills, or maybe mm-hmm. they have a lack. They ran out of ideas. Yeah. Or suicide runs in their family as a as a solution. You know, mm-hmm. there are just many many ways that they use suicide as a way to say like, I need this pain to stop, and this is the only outcome. This is the only viable outcome for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Next myth. Um, if someone is feeling suicidal, they will always feel this way. Suicidal thoughts are often temporary and can change over time. Myth, suicide only affects certain people. False! (laughs) Suicide can affect anyone, but there are groups of people who are at particular risk. Okay, and the last myth that we're going to say is it's easy to tell if someone is suicidal. Online... This can be difficult as we lack information, contacts, and verbal and visual clues. So it's important that we take all posts about suicide seriously. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. There's obviously so much more we could cover in way more depth. September, we've got a few more weeks to cover some stuff. Um, so that's a very generic, scratching the surface level conversation about suicide awareness. Yes. Yes. Um, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal ideation um, or with their mental health, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is get your pens out, folks. Ooh. Beat for dramatic effect. You got them? Catch your pen? 
Also a piece of paper. Don't write it on your fucking hand. Make sure you do the little scribble to make sure that the ink is there. Is it there? If you're using a gel pen, go get a different one because obviously that shit's not going to work. Or just get your fucking phones out. Put it in your phone. Okay, ready? <laughs> 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Boom. Boom. If it is an emergency um, and the, the hotline is not an option, if somebody is actively suicidal, contact 911. Mm-hmm. Call your local law enforcement. Yep. Um... One of my favorite sayings with all of this, and one of my dear, dear friends um, is so passionate about suicide prevention work. And I asked her if she would come in and work with us for this pod. And I, I she might at the end of the month, but she's just swamped right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the ways she starts her QPR trainings is to be kind because you never know what someone else is battling behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So always be kind because you never know what someone else is struggling with. And like Preach. Kevin Hines said one person it only would have taken one person mm-hmm. so be that person be kind to everyone that you come across even if they're not kind to you but two wrongs don't make right it's a fucking like golden rule okay fuck okay so the quotes that i have come from a website called www.geckoandfly.com Ooh, weird mm-hmm. um and they had like a series and i only saved two um, but the first one says, just when the caterpillar thought the world was over, it became a butterfly. The moment you're ready to quit, it's usually the moment right before a miracle happens. Don't give up. <laughs> and then the next one says, be like be like Lotus. We too must rise from the mud, bloom out of the darkness, and radiate into the world. Which, fun fact, is why I have a Lotus tattooed on my arm. <gasps> oh my god. I have a cute one too. This one's more a little bit more lengthy. Do you have another one? No. Nope. This one's a little more lengthy, um, and it doesn't have an author. And it just it was very fitting. Um, so just fucking listen, okay? You might think you don't matter in this world, but because of you, someone has a favorite mug to drink their tea out of that you bought them. Someone <laughs> hears a song on the radio, and it reminds them of you. Someone has read a book you recommended to them and gotten lost in its pages. Someone's remembered a joke you told them and smiled to themselves on a bus. Never think you don't have an impact. Your fingerprints can't be wiped away from the little marks of kindness that you've left behind. Oh, my God. I cried when I read it. Oh, my God. I love that. You matter. Your presence matters. Mm -hmm. And in the moments where you feel like it doesn't matter, remember that it does. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We still have a whole entire month of suicide prevention awareness. So if there are certain things that um, or topics that you like us to cover, for example, veterans. If you want us to go um, a little more in depth on anything. Mm-hmm. Senior citizens, um, anything like that, bullying. Um, we have a whole month. So send it our way. Questions, comments, ideas for pod topics you can do on any of our social media platform. Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. All across the board, y'all. The board. Okay. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Bye.